This is a podcast from the CRT Partnership. Well, good afternoon, Phil. It's a pleasure to talk to you. I'm talking with uh, Phil Harris, who is the clinical lead and consultant gynecologist at Fertility Fusion. Good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Richard. Uh, one of the things I've always wondered about fertility, it, 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 you become the, the lead in the Northwest, but I think your market is much wider than that. How did it actually begin? Uh, well, we've always been, um, we've always provided a specialist fertility service uh, out of Wigan um, for, must be about 30 years now. But it's quite um, it's quite a niche area, and there aren't many uh, licensed fertility centres, especially NHS based, around the whole of the northwest. So you're covering an area that goes uh, almost down to sort of Staffordshire and up as far as the border of Scotland. So it's uh, it's a large a large area across the west side of the west half of the country. Was that a sort of deliberate thing? Did you expect it to be such a wide area? Because that's a big area of the UK you're talking about. It, um, it's developed over the years um, as as services have changed, and um, in fairness, a few NHS providers uh, disappeared from the system when the HFEA came around, the licensing body, and even simple things like intrauterine insemination had to be a licensed procedure. So we uh, that sort of enabled us to, to corner a little bit more of the market, as it were. Um, so those us ourselves, and we do a lot of massive, we have a big satellite IVF programme, as well as providing intrauterine insemination. Um, and then you've got uh, Central Manchester, um hospital and you've got liverpool women's and uh they're only the three nhs providers across the whole of the northwest so it's um yeah and we co- we cover a, a, an awful lot of uh of people who don't have ready easy access to to treatments uh closer to where they live do do people actually know what to expect i mean i've been with you at some of your seminars and conferences where such a wide variety of person comes up and they are in need of, of guidance. Is that the best word to, to call it, I would say? Uh, yeah, I mean, because we, um, we, see, we see couples, patients at all stages, so it might be the very start of the path uh, of their journey, or it may be um, that they've already had treatments or investigations elsewhere, so we're picking them up after they may have had failed treatments elsewhere. So we're picking them up at all stages and they're all, um, they all have their own stories and they all have their own sort of individual requirements, which I suppose was why uh, Fertility Fusion was a good name for us anyway, because yeah. um, I like cooking and, fu- and fu- the fusion side of thing uh, and recipes. And really, you know, each couple, you, you, you're actually with the with the team, my cooking team. You've got um, you're you're creating a recipe for an individual recipe for each couple, um, based on the ingredients that they're being bringing, either yeah. their results and their situation, what have you. So it's um, yeah, it's uh, everyone's different, and 
it makes uh, makes the day a little bit are more you, interesting. Are, are you the are you the point of last resort then in that sense? And is it a clinical discussion that you have, or actually is it a much more pastoral thing at the outset? Well, it's uh, you've got the uh, you've got the sort of hard the hard sort of black and white clinical discussion. You've also got that sort of holistic lifestyle um, advice. Uh, you've got the sort of advice that you would and conversation that you might have about uh, I don't know alcohol, smoking, diet, yeah. um, supplements. Uh, so it's uh, and, and maybe uh, a realistic view of uh, as to what your expectations should be. At what point so, then did you did you start ever sort of sitting up uh, thinking, hang on, I've got such a wide diversity of patients. How do I manage? How I manage that, and what and what each individual wants. Has there been a sort of a a moment of a light bulb going on, saying I've got to do something different, or has it just evolved? I suppose I suppose it's just evolved. I suppose um, the especially being a licensed facility, one of the difficult things is making sure that although you think patients are happy with what they're hearing. Uh, and that they're satisfied with what they're hearing um, is that how do you get them involved and maybe get some kind of feedback? Yeah. Um, we, uh, the NHS have um, a friends and family five question generic sort of um, postcard thing for uh, getting satisfaction results, which is is pretty. Um, it's, it's not particularly useful, um, and uh, it certainly wouldn't be, wasn't of any great use to us because we'd give them out and no patients would respond to it. So, and it, it doesn't give you any useful uh, useful information or feedback. And 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 I suppose one of the difficult things is when you when you provide a service that actually I think I feel has a good reputation, gets good feedback, and appears to provide uh, a good level of care. Um, it then becomes more difficult to get um, useful information. You have to ask more leading questions. You have to deal a little bit, uh, bit more into into the into the the service that you're providing. So it was quite helpful when uh, we came um, when we were uh, introduced to um, Key for Care and uh, and their sort of questionnaire that provides real-time feedback, um, gives uh, weekly um, overviews, monthly um, monthly sort of um, um, results, summaries of, uh, of all the questionnaires and responses from patients that have been given. And the nice thing is you're not giving um, – Patients don't want, they don't want paper to write on and write on and, and give you back or hand in. Um, everything's done on a, a smartphone or a tablet. So it's just a case of um, patient leaves the clinic. Um, the uh, clerks just feed in their mobile number, send them the link. The system doesn't remember the mobile number. And if they want to answer the questions, um, they can do. If they want to leave comments, they can do. It's not identifiable unless they want it to be. And um, it gives a, um, it gives can give useful uh, useful feedback on the overall service that you're providing.
is that, is that, is that feedback of at, at how deep a level? I mean, can, can they say, look, well, it, I, I, I didn't like the cup of tea in the morning or uh, or, or or could it be as late, as light as that? Or can it actually add, no, this didn't work or, or whatever? Uh, well, it can be. It can be uh, coffee machine. Is, coffee machine's rubbish. <laughs> I agree. I agree this. Yeah, fair <laughs> uh, uh, so or um or it's uh or it's more or it's about communication or yeah, there's been or maybe there's been a specific issue with communication with per, with a, a specific member of staff um uh, there's something they didn't like or or it's about the quality of information that's provided the when we um started using the system the biggest um I suppose the biggest complaint that we had uh, was that our telephone system was terrible. You'd ring up and you'd no one would answer it, or the phone was engaged the whole day. Um, essentially, the phone was engaged or in use the whole day. It was uh, it was horrendous because um, no one wants to be trying to get through to a number for for hours and hours, um, and then find that at the end of the day you've not managed to get through. Yeah. So it's. It, um, then led us on to having a conversation about how we can change the way in which patients can actually make contact with us, uh, which led us to um, introducing a new telephone messaging answering system, uh, which has made life a whole lot easier, I think, for the patients. And it's also made life a whole lot easier for the staff because we're actually being able to manage couples far more effectively um, and efficiently. Uh, every day so um that was that was a big aspect of the um of the sort of the feedback that we were receiving nicely uh i'm pleased to say we receive an awful lot of positive feedback so but but then but then i suppose that's the that's why you need to really be sort of asking more and more in-depth questions about different aspects of the service because otherwise you're not going to get any useful useful responses i get i get that you'll see individual responses but the fact that it's non-personalized do you see if i wanted to look at my how things are going over time i don't know let's say six yeah. months are you able to take that yeah. look back yeah. or is, is yeah. it very much in the now it it shows you 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 can get you get good trend data from it so you can see uh you can and you can see the levels of uh the response levels uh the percentage responses and you can see the actual overall levels of satisfaction um across across time uh which is also uh also very useful very helpful what are your plans for the future then as far as um fertility fusion is concerned can I see you expanding throughout the rest of the UK, or is it purely a? a... No, no, no. no I'm, too, I'm too old for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I, um, I, there's a lot of there's a lot of work to be done around the northwest because there's a lot of patients in a very large area of uh, of the of this part of the country who do not have ready access to uh, assisted fertility treatments or even to the to a an efficient effective rapid diagnostic pathway that gets them the information that tells them yes you're fine no you actually need to have this 
Um, so uh, yeah, no, there's, there's plenty, plenty to be done locally. All right, I'm going to leave it there because we've already been speaking for nearly 20 minutes and I could listen to you talking about your successes forever. Look, <laughs> thank you so much for your time today. It's been a real pleasure. That was my pleasure, Richard. I'm always happy to help. <laughs>